Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and today I'm bringing you guys a mock draft on Fantasy Pro's Draft Wizard. What the Draft Wizard is, is it's where you draft up against the computer. Now, I am a quote-unquote expert on FantasyPros.com. You can actually purchase this, but I got the average draft position of a bunch of different websites that are composited together to make sure that we're not just drafting against the expert, and we might be drafting against some type of ADP to where you guys might be drafting against in your real fantasy football draft in 2020. Now, I advise actually before you do your real draft to go ahead and if it's on one of those websites to do a few mock drafts on NFL, ESPN, or Yahoo before you do your actual draft. Doing them on Fantasy Pros is obviously good because they're much shorter and it's actually much easier for me to explain every pick going down in my thought process, but I think you should also try to consider using the website that you normally draft on. So let's get into it though. A PPR mock draft from the fourth overall spot in a 12-team draft as requested by one of my subscribers, John. He's been here since last year. Very much thank you to anyone who's been here since last year. Thank you to anyone who just came now because in my heart you guys are just as important I really appreciate anyone who's been here from the beginning or if you just came here today please make sure to click that subscribe button because I know you are going to have a great time in today's video if you guys want you can also check out my draft guide down below so like I said 12 team mock draft from the fourth overall spot this is a PPR league I'm going to try to do every different type of league 8 team 10 team 12 team 14 team all types of different stuff to make sure that you guys all get the information you want to win your fantasy football league so this draft is one quarterback two running backs two wide outs, a tight end, flex, kicker, defense, and six bench spots. Like I said, we're using fantasy pros, and we are from the fourth overall spot. So the fourth spot is pretty easy for me, considering it's a pick between one of two guys. It's either going to be Ezekiel Elliott for me, or it's going to end up being Alvin Kamara, depending which guy ends up falling to my spot. Now, I am on my dad's laptop because my computer ended up breaking, and it got sent to Dell. So if this is a bit laggy, I do apologize for that, since his computer is much slower than mine. So the first pick of the draft was Christian McCaffrey, followed by Saquon. Saquon Barkley, and then Ezekiel Elliott. Very typical first three picks of your fantasy football drafts. Pretty fucking normal. I don't really see any reason why those three guys aren't going to go first. Now, either it's going to be Saquon Barkley or Christian McCaffrey at the 101 pick. Personally, I'm all in on the Christian McCaffrey train. I don't really understand going Saquon Barkley when I feel like it's almost a lock that Christian McCaffrey gets over 2,000 all-purchase, well, not all-purchase yards, all-purpose yards in 2020. So, looking at the draft board right now, like I said, those were the picks that went off. So, now we're going to look ahead and see who we are going to pick at the fourth spot. And like I said, it was either between Zeke or Mr. Alvin Kamara. So to me, it is a very, very easy pick here. It's Alvin Kamara. I think he's just that step above of a player. Now, you could necessarily think, oh, maybe I want to go his teammate, Michael Thomas. The guy gets a zillion yards receiving, and I agree. The guy's a beast. But you have to understand that running backs in fantasy football are the most important position. If you miss out on the running back position, your team really takes a huge dip. And in a league like this, where it's only two wide receivers, and it is a 12-team league, not saying 12 team is the biggest league ever, but it is bigger than a 10-team league, so the running backs do go faster, and it's going to be harder to get a good running back in the third or fourth round, especially from the spot we are picking at, so I want to go ahead and select Alvin Kamara to solidify my running back one, a guy that I'm very confident in for 2020. Now, last year, his year was just about okay. That was really his floor year. His ceiling is a number one running back. He could be the number one running back if Christian McCaffrey was to not play as good as we hoped. He's just that good. The plan for the uh, New Orleans Saints is to run the ball with Alvin Kamara hand the or pass the ball to Alvin Kamara or pass the ball to Michael Thomas. They try to get the ball out of Mr. Drew Brees' hand fast so he doesn't get absolutely destroyed in the backfield. So I think we see Alvin Kamara have yet another great year in 2020. So looking at the draft board after we went with Alvin Kamara. After Alvin Kamara, we see his teammate Michael Thomas come off the board. That's going to be very typical. After the big four running backs, after CMC, Zeke, Saquon, and Alvin Kamara go, typically you see Michael Thomas. He goes from 
about, I'd say, pick four all the way till pick like seven or eight, depending on what kind of league you're playing in, if people are very high on certain players. So after we went with Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, or not after we went with Michael Thomas, after the computer went Michael Thomas, Dalvin Cook, then Derrick Henry, and then two reaches in the draft, DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham Jr. Please don't pick Odell Beckham Jr. in the first round. The ADP is a bit wonky, but in your guys' at-home league, I wouldn't be surprised at all if someone in your league just loves Odell Beckham Jr. because there's always going to be that guy that still believes in Odell Beckham Jr. I do not believe in him in the third round, not believing in him at all in the first round. After Odell, we see Miles Sanders come off the board, followed by Joe Mixon and Devontae Adams to close out the first round. DeAndre Hopkins, not DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams becoming an absolute steal at the 112 with two wide receivers going ahead of him that I don't believe should go ahead of him at all. I think Devontae Adams is very clearly the wide receiver two, and in some cases, you can make the argument for him to be the wide receiver one. I thought he was last year, and I could see him being it again this season, or I could think of him being at this again this season. So after Devontae Adams, we see Tyreek Hill. So matching a very safe player in Devontae Adams with a super, not really risky player in Tyreek Hill, just a super upside pick in Tyreek Hill, something I actually don't mind. I do not like going two wide receivers in a row, though, especially in a 12-team league, because I think that the running backs are just so important. After Tyreek, we see Kenyon Drake, Austin Eckler. These picks are pretty wonky because Nick Chubb hasn't went yet, and Josh Jacobs went after that. Is there anyone still available? Let's check real quick. Who's still available at the running back position? Because there might still be some very solid value there nope I'm just kidding all the good running backs did go I just it's just so out of order that it's very weird to look at so after Kenyon Drake we see Austin Eckler then Juju Smith-Schuster so that guy went with the premier picks of last year of Odell Beckham Jr. and Juju Smith-Schuster who both ended up busting Julio Jones amazing pick at the 205 followed by Josh Jacobs Nick Chubb and Aaron Jones. So the one thing I don't like about being at the 104, the fourth overall pick in the draft, is actually my second round pick because I don't feel ultra confident in a lot of these running backs. Todd Gurley, I'm very out on. Todd Gurley has came out and said straight up that he does not know if he is going to play the 2020 NFL season. Now there is going to be a deadline for saying if you want to opt out or not. So by the time that comes, we will actually know if he's going to end up playing or not. So that's obviously going to be very important. I'd make sure you have your draft after the time that these guys make sure that they know that they're going to be actually playing or not. Because it'd be a real shame if you drafted a guy and then he ends up just not playing at all. Look at other running backs still available. Leonard Fournette, CH. Now to me, there's one clear pick here. And it's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. None of these other guys are really... Uh, tickle my fancy here in reality. I like Leonard Fournette. I think he's actually a solid third round pick, but in the second round, I think it's a little too early. I think CEH is going to have a great year in 2020. I'm not sure if week one, he will just go beast mode against the Houston Texans, even though the Houston Texans defense isn't the greatest. I do worry about Damian Williams getting some work early in the year and then it eventually becoming the CEH show. So that is a bit of a worry, but at the end of the day, he's going to be running back too. And I could decide to bench him week one if I just do not believe that he is going to be that head honcho back early in the season and then switch him out but I do really believe that CH is going to be able to be that guy for my fantasy football team in 2020 so through two rounds we have two running backs in Alvin Kamara and CH so after we pick CH Todd Gurley came out the board followed by Pat Mahomes Chris Godwin and Mike Evans that guy went with the one-two punch the one-two Mayweather the shake and bake of of fantasy football Chris Godwin and Mike Evans might be the best tandem or they probably are the best tandem of wide receivers in the NFL on one NFL team. After that, we see Travis Kelsey come off the board, followed by Le'Veon Bell. So this is a strategy that I actually like. This is called the stack. This is where you stack your quarterback and your wide receiver or your tight end. So they're stacking Pat Mahomes 
and Travis Kelsey to get maximum points. When Travis Kelsey scores, you're getting double points pretty much. You're getting either 10 or 12 points depending on your league settings because some leagues are four points for passing touchdowns, some are six, and that would obviously be a big boost for Travis Kelsey. I do think drafting a quarterback and a tight end early is crazy, especially if you do both. But hey, it could just end up working if the Chiefs are on fire like they were last season. Obviously, Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey being the first quarterback and first tight end off the board is not very atypical. It is kind of more typical that you see Lamar Jackson and George Kittle go as the number one at the quarterback and the number one at the tight end position. But I would not be surprised if Patrick Mahomes is drafted ahead of Lamar Jackson in your draft. Same thing goes with Travis Kelsey over George Kittle. The next pick, we see Le'Veon Bell. So this guy is going with the strategy that I like to use of the robust running back strategy, Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley, and Le'Veon Bell. So now we are up with Alvin Kamara and CEH. Looking at the running backs, still available and the rest of the positions, obviously, because we don't necessarily have to go running back. For running back, we see Leonard Fournette, Chris Carson, Melvin Gordon, James Conner, David Johnson, Mark Ingram, Jonathan Taylor. The only pick I really like here is Leonard Fournette or Chris Carson at the running back position, but there is a wide receiver here that I really do like, and that is actually two or three guys here, actually. DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay, and Allen Robinson. While I think the wide receivers are very deep this year, I do want to go ahead and solidify my wide receiver one with a guy with super high upside, so Kenny Galladay or DJ Moore would be the pick here. I like them both a bit more than Allen Robinson. I have them all in the same tier, but I feel slightly like I might have to move Allen Robinson out of that tier since I really have a strong feeling that Kenny Galladay and DJ Moore could both tear it up in 2020. 20. It's really a pick 'em for me. Uh, like, not a pick 'em. It's really like a coin toss in betting. So, I would just fucking pick either guy and be happy with it. Kenny Galladay, obviously, with Matt Stafford. If Matt Stafford was healthy last year, Kenny Galladay would have had the potential to be a top four guy in fantasy football. He was just tearing it up with Matt Stafford. DJ Moore did it with Kyle Allen, did it with Cam Newton, did it with Will Greer. He can do it with anyone. So, I'm damn sure he could do it with Mr. Teddy Throwsavelt, Teddy Bridgewater. So, you can go either way. But I will go with the guy in the better offense, in my opinion, with Kenny G, the Saxman. man in Detroit. Looking after our pick of Kenny G, Kenny Galladay, Leonard Fournette came off the board, followed by Lamar Jackson, George Kittle, Adam Thielen, David Johnson, DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Chris Carson, Zach Ertz, Mark Andrews, Cooper Cup, Marky Mock, Ingram, Deshaun Watson, Amari Cooper, Calvin Ridley, and A.J. Brown. A couple of picks I don't like here. Very typical of Pat Mahomes, Kelsey, Lamar, and George Kittle to all go in the second and third round. The big two at the quarterback position, the big two at the tight end position are always going to go pretty much in every single league in the second or third round. Notably, the third quarterback off the board was Deshaun Watson. I think that is a very, very, very much of a reach. I like a couple of guys over him. Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott especially. I like over Deshaun Watson, even Josh Allen, but I am kind of debating between Josh Allen and and Deshaun Watson to be that kind of fifth or sixth quarterback in my rankings. Cooper Cup is a guy that I think is a great pick as well in the fourth round. A, co- a pick I don't really understand is going Zach Ertz over Mark Andrews. Now, there is concern that Mark Andrews has the diabetes, and that's not very good because if you get corona and you have the diabetes, you are absolutely skadoodled there. But I think that he wants to play, so if he does play, he should be fine considering it's pretty easy to control diabetes these days as long as he has does the correct stuff. I don't necessarily know how you control it, but there I. I heard some doctor talk about it, and it's definitely possible that he will be perfectly fine. So, some picks I also don't like is Mark Ingram, Marky Mock Ingram in the fourth round. I just don't understand it. I think J.K. Dobbins being there kind of scares me a lot, and I just think that if Mark Ingram isn't scoring a zillion touchdowns like he did last year, that's what really elevated his point total, and I don't think that he's able to do that in 2020. So, looking at the running back still available, we see Melvin Gordon, James Conner, Jonathan Taylor, David Montgomery, Devin Singletary at wide receiver. We see Robert Woods, Keenan Allen, Cortland Sutton, DJ Chark. So, before we make our pick I want to look at the board to see what the other teams have around us so I can dictate which player is going to go 
between our pick now and our next pick a couple of picks later. So this is something very important to look at. So this team has three running backs. So realistically, they should not be drafting another running back here in the fourth round. Now they could, but you got to try to assume what they're going to do. This team has two wide receivers and one running back. Entirely possible they draft a running back. They have Sa- This team has Saquon, Pat Mahomes, and Kelsey. So it's entirely possible that they also draft a running back. So right here, realistically, if I wanted one of these running backs way more than the other, I would draft a running back right here. Now, I do believe that I don't really love any of these guys a lot more. I would be happy with Jonathan Taylor or David Montgomery, so I think I'm going to be willing to roll the dice and hope one of them comes back to me. Melvin Gordon's a nice concession, or not a concession prize, a nice participation trophy because I don't necessarily love him, but I think he could be fine as my flex. Why I don't like Melvin Gordon is because a lot of people think he has that RB1 potential, and I just don't see that in Denver with Philip Lindsay. Now, my, people in the comments might think I'm completely wrong. They're thinking Melvin Gordon's a workhorse, but Philip Lindsay has been an over a thousand yard rusher twice I believe in the NFL so don't count Mr. Philip Lindsay out so I'm gonna go wide receiver here though because I believe there's one wide receiver here much better than the rest looking out for the wide receiver position we see Robert Woods Keenan Allen Cortland Sutton DJ Chark Terry or Tyler Lockett Terry McLaurin to me it's Robert Woods all day and every day and twice on fucking Sunday the reason why I like Robert Woods so much is we saw actually once the LA Rams committed to that two tight end set deep down in last season after they were kind of unsuccessful due to the fact that their offensive line is just so bad. Having two tight ends out there obviously helps block because one of the tight ends could block. So that obviously is going to boost the offensive line since they have an extra guy on the line. And I think that's what helped out Robert Woods. He was able to get open down the field and Jared Goff was actually able to hit him before he ended up getting plastered six feet deep into the ground. So I think Robert Woods is going to be very good yet again this season. I still like Cooper Cup. I think he will learn to play better in the two tight end set considering his points really dropped down once that started. But Robert Woods was very good in that time and I think we see another good season out of Robert Woods. This is kind of atypical of me. Typically I like to get three running backs in the first four rounds. But we're going to try something different here and get Robert Woods and hope one of the guys that I like ends up falling to me because if Devin Singletary falls to me I'll probably just end up blowing my brains out and drafting Kareem Hunt. So right now through four rounds we have Alvin Kamara, CEH, Kenny Galladay, and Robert Woods. So look at the draft board after we went ahead and made our pick. We picked Robert Woods, then the computer, just like I thought, picked a wide receiver, or not a running back, in Devontae Parker, then Cortland Sutton. They didn't go running back, and then Melvin Gordon. So one running back got taken, like I thought at least one would get taken, and then a wide receiver run of Kenny Galladay, Tyler Lockett, and T.Y. Hilton. Notice the first two, three rounds of the draft, or really just the two round, first two rounds of this draft in our draft that we're looking at here, is heavily dominated by the running back position. The later rounds, round four, five, and six, you're going to see a a lot of wide receivers fly off the board all at the same time. Kind of a wide receiver run because we saw one, two, three, four, five, six go in a row, and then one running back, and then three more running back or three more wide receivers. So it's pretty much nine wide receivers in ten picks. So that's what you're going to be seeing a lot later in the draft. You might see some tight ends and quarterbacks sprinkled in there, though, depending on your league and how likely they are to draft quarterback early. So now it's time to select our running back. The pool fell to us correctly, so we could either get Jonathan Taylor, James Conner, David Montgomery here. Now, if you want to think about fantasy football like puzzle pieces, this is how you got to think about these three players. You got James Conner. He's the puzzle piece that fits into your team where, you know, the puzzle piece might break when you put it into your lineup. But if it stays good, it's going to look pretty good. You know what I'm saying? If it stays, you know, intact, it's going to look beautiful. Jonathan Taylor's kind of the risky piece. You know, you put him in there and maybe he just doesn't fit there at all. Or maybe he's a top 
12 running back. And then David Montgomery, you put him in there, he just looks average. He'll be fine. He'll probably be a top 20 running back and be fine for you every single week. So you got to determine what flex you want. Do you want the risky kind of guy in James Conner? But you already drafted CH, who may be kind of risky. Do you want the safe pick in David Montgomery because you want to be safe? Or do you want the balls to the wall pick? Uh, not even the balls. The balls to the wall pick is kind of James Conner. The middling pick is Jonathan Taylor, who could be great or could be pretty average for your team. Obviously, I think it may take a couple of weeks for him to emerge as that running back one guy for that team to kind of pass up Marlon Mack in touches. It may happen in training camp, though. That's why it's important to look at training camp, and that's why it's important to click that subscribe button because I'm going to be talking about training camp, everything that happens, and all the news. So you don't even have to look it up. You just click on my channel at 6 a.m. every single goddamn day. You get a notification straight to your phone, or if you're listening to it on the podcast app, please make sure to leave a review. I will show up every day there to tell you some big facts about the things that are happening. So James Conner, Jonathan Taylor, or David Montgomery. I'm going to go ahead here and take a guy that I have not taken in a lot of drafts, and that's James Conner. You can call me crazy because he is a crazier type of pick. You can go with any three of those guys there, but I want to draft James Conner in one league. I think that diversifying the revenue, like Nick Arcolano says on YouTube, that's a great YouTube channel. You might want to check him out. Very good. You probably already watch him, though, considering he's much more popular than me. James Conner is a very, very risky kind of pick, but I think he has an immense amount of upside when he's healthy he's typically a top 10 back in fantasy football so as long as he could stay healthy for just like 10 12 games this year he will be an amazing flex spot for my team with a huge discount in the fifth round typically a guy going in the first or second round in last year's drafts so looking at our pick uh, at the board after we went James Conner DK Metcalf came out the board followed by DJ Chark Terry McLaurin Tevin Singletary or not Tevin Singletary, Devin Singletary, Joshy Boy, Allen, Stefan Diggs, AJ, Garbage-Ass Green, do not be picking him. Jonathan Taylor falls all the way to the 5-12, amazing value there. Followed by Javis Landry, Hollywood, Brown, Kyler Murray, Tyler, yeah, Boyd, Darren Waller, Julian Edelman, Brandon Cooks, and Dakota Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys. So now it is our time to make our pick for our 6th round pick and then our 7th round pick. So now we kind of need some more running backs. I really like to bolster the running backs in this round, and we were able to get a actual safer pick in the sixth round. I would be completely honest with you guys. I see no way in absolute titty fuck that David Montgomery is available in your draft in the sixth round. If he is not, I like I like Kareem Hunt here, as well as uh, I think it's a little early for James White, so I'd probably take Marvin Jones and then go with James White in the seventh round. But by God, I think James White has a, so much upside this year with Mr. Cam Newton being the quarterback there, considering he loves to dump the ball off to Christian McCaffrey, and now he's going to love to dump the ball off to James White. James White has been his top 10 running back just two years ago. He was top 20 running back last year, so I think we see him perform. But I do like David Montgomery here. I see the upside in Chicago, in Chi-Town, with 9-inch Nick Foles becoming the starting quarterback. I think he could easily be my flex option if James Conner, not really if, when James Conner goes down. So I think David Montgomery's a very good pick in the 609. Very nice. So Mr. D. Monty is going to be the pick here. And then we'll probably go running back again or end up dipping into the wide receiver well since I think there's going to be a lot of wide receivers available late that I like as my wide receiver three, whereas there's not going to be a lot of running backs that I like later. But with that said, I could still go with a higher upside pick at the wide receiver position in the seventh round. After David Montgomery and Russell Wilson came off the board, Russell Wilson's actually a guy I didn't mention earlier. He's a top five quarterback as well. He's kind of the reason why Deshaun Watson gets pushed out of that top five for me, I really like Russell Wilson this season, even though they are a run-heavy team in Seattle. After we see Russell Wilson at the board, we see Michael Giddy up Gallup. <laughs> Michael Gallup followed by Easy E, Evan Ingram, Matt Ryan, DeAndre Swift, and Marvin Jones. Evan Ingram's a guy who I'm really fading. I'm fading all these middle-round kind of tight ends. 
Now, I understand that a lot of people actually do prefer to get their tight ends in the middle round, but I prefer to wait till later in the draft. I actually think there's a lot of value later in trying to maybe go with one or two of those upside tight ends later in your draft instead of going for a guy like Evan Ingram or Darren Waller or Zach Ertz. I really think if you want to go tight end, you go ahead and get one of those top three guys. I prefer getting Mark Andrews in like the third or fourth round instead of going for a guy like Kittle and Kelsey. But even if you want to go for one of those, I like that rather than going for one of the middle round guys. And I like going for the later round guys, which is what I'm going to talk about in a couple of rounds while I go ahead and try to draft my tight end who's screaming up the draft board. If you guys have been on this channel for a while, you already know who that guy is. It's my main man, Hayden Hurst of the Atlanta Falcons. And I'm going to be talking about him later. So now it is our time to pick after Marvin's room. Jones got selected right before our pick so now we are probably either going to go running back or wide receiver there's a lot of running backs still available but there aren't that many wide receivers available the wide receivers are actually flying off the board much quicker than normal which actually isn't that bad since it's different than all the other drafts it is kind of different to what I think is going to happen in most people's draft but don't be surprised if a lot of people pick wide receivers because not a lot of people are very smart and understand that you really need to go running back early so with this pick we're going to go with the guy that I like least in Houston and that is Will Fuller super duper high upside pick to match with two super safe guys in Kenny G the sax man and Robert Woods so I I think Kenny Galladay, not Kenny Galladay, I think Will Fuller is going to be a guy that could fit into the flex every couple of weeks when I think he has a plus matchup, even though the plus matchups don't even seem to matter for Will Fuller. He'll have one game that's good, the next game's bad, so you kind of just play him every other week. So with that said, I think Will Fuller is going to be my pick here with a super high upside seventh round pick until we get into the eighth round, and then we're probably going to start hammering onto some more running bikes after we already have three wide receivers and four running backs, typically wait for quarterback and tight end until later in the draft. That's just typically how I feel. Same thing goes with kicker and defense. But as you guys know, no one should have picked the kicker and defense already, but someone probably has already. So after that, Will picked Will Fuller, Deontay Johnson came off the board, followed by Debo, Samuel, Drew Brees, Kareem Hunt, Christian Kirk, Justin Jefferson, Aaron Rodgers, Cam Akers, Raheem Mostert, Damian Williams, Emmanuel Sanders, Jameson Crowder, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers defense. So like I said, some dumbass picked the defense. Don't pick a defense in the eighth round. The best defense from last year will not be the best defense the next season that happens every year last year everyone was high on the bears oh drop the bears in the seventh round and then people do it and then they got fucked by the bears defense the year before people were talking about the jacksonville defense being great when they were saxonville with jalen ramsey and you saw what happened they were terrible so don't be doing that after the steelers defense we come by boy james white cd alam and then john brown so now it is time to attack the running back or wide receiver position, unless the tight ends have dwindled down, so I gotta check to see which tight ends are still available. Yeah, there's still some tight ends available before my guy's probably gonna come off the board, so I'll probably wait another round or two, but if you want to be sure, make sure if you want a guy, you make sure you go ahead and get him, even if you're reaching around, which is what I may end up doing, is making my 8th round pick, and then in the ninth round, making sure I solidify Hayden Hurst and drafting him in the ninth round. I definitely don't hate doing that, so with that said, it's time to get another running back, and there are still a couple available that I like. Tariq Cohen, I don't really like. He's one of those guys that just gets like eight points every week and is a fine flex but I don't think we're in a big enough of a league where I want that kind of play in my flex Darius Geis is a guy I hate the guy cannot stay healthy worth shit Ronald Jones a guy I really like Matt Breed and Jordan Howard two Miami backs who I like a decent amount I prefer Jordan Howard though and I also like Sony Michelle who is still available same thing goes with Philip Lindsay as well as Tevin Coleman so I'm gonna go ahead and snag my guy Ronald Jones I actually made a whole video talking about Ronald Jones a couple of days ago he's on the thumbnail you can probably find it on my channel after you're done watching this video and watch it or it might be actually at the end screen of the video it is a very good video I go super in depth on Ronald Jones but I think with Tom Brady Tampa Bay Tom coming into Tampa Bay we could see Ronald Jones really increase his touchdown total due to the fact that they're just gonna be scoring a zillion more points 
Ronald Jones, the reason why I think that they're going to be scoring more points is not necessarily in the passing game because Jameis was just heaving it up. It's because they weren't really able to rush the ball last season all that effectively because at the beginning of the game, Jameis Winston does this thing where he just throws a pick right off the bat. He says, get the jitters out. First play of the game, let me throw a yik six. Let me get the ball back. The jitters are gone. Now I'm going to heave it down the field and throw for a zillion yards. And probably still throw a couple of picks, but the jitters are gone. That's what he does. Tom Brady doesn't have those jitters. Tom Brady is locked and loaded, ice in the veins, and he's going to be ready to kill for this Tampa Bay team. And I think that increases the running game when you're not down seven instantly off the rip of every single game. So I think we see Ronald Jones really increase this year, especially after Peyton Barber is gone. I don't think Keyshawn Vaughn does too much to Ronald Jones. And I'm really going to become a Ronald Jones truther and probably draft him in every league and he's probably going to bend me over and dick me down sideways like he does every year because there's always going to be hype for Ronald Jones and he's always disappointed but this year is the year due to the fact that Tampa Bay Tom Brady is going to be there so after we went with my boy Rojo Ronald Jones shout out to the fancy counselor Rojo huge Rojo fan there after I went with Rojo Sterling Shepard can't board followed by the 49ers defense again don't be that fucking dumbass that drafts the defense in the eighth round followed by Keyshawn Vaughn Tyreek Hill or not Tyreek Hill Tyreek Cohen carry on Johnson Shout out to fantasy footballers, Mike Williams. And now it is our time to make a pick. Mike Williams is a guy that I really like late in the draft, super high upside. He had two years that if he could just combine those two years together, he'd be great. He had one year of 10 plus touchdowns and the other year was a thousand yards. He just couldn't match the two together. If he goes for over a thousand, gets like eight touchdowns, the guy's going to be a beast. I don't think Tyrod Taylor's all that bad, but it does kind of worry me since I'm not sure how good Justin Herbert is. And I think Tyrod Taylor isn't the greatest, though, but he's not that bad. So now looking at our roster, we have one, a two, a three, a four, a five running backs. And we only have three wide receivers, so it's time to draft another wide receiver here. Now, yesterday's video, I actually talk about Mr. Darius Slayton as a guy that I'm kind of fading a bit off of. I let the hype of Darius Slayton really get to my dome. The guy's super fast, was amazing last year. But what happens if some of those other wide receivers around him end up staying healthy? Then I think he regresses. So I'm going to go ahead and draft another guy that I really like late. And that is another running or wide receiver that I talked about in that video. I know I kind of contradicted myself saying I wanted to get Hayden Hurst. But I just feel like he's going to fall to me in the next round. If he doesn't, that's why I've got a bunch of late round tight ends that I like. So we're going to get me, Cole Hardman, another guy that is kind of, for the same reason, Darius Slayton's moving down. Darius Slayton's moving down because there's just too many guys there. For McCole Hardman, sure, there's a bunch of wide receivers. They're all fucking fast. But I think he's going to evolve past Sammy Watkins and become that number two wide receiver on that team. Obviously, Tyree kills the number one, and then uh, really the number two is Mr. Uh, what's his name? Holy shit. Travis Kelsey. And then CH is going to be there catching the ball. But I think McCall Hardman is going to be one of those guys you just throw into your flex. Boom. He wins you a week. Super high upside pick, just like with Mr. Will Fuller. So I think it's nice to pair some two super high upside guys with two super safe guys in Kenny Galladay and Robert Wood. So now there's going to be a bunch of picks before our pick. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. Now it's telling me that I reached on the screen. You probably can't see it. I'm going to actually move my camera up to the top so that we can see the board better. They told me that I reached, but I don't think I did any type of reaching there. I think we had to go ahead and make that pick if we wanted him. So after we picked me, Cole Hardman, Darius Slayton, can't the board, followed by Robert Gronkowski, Jerry Judy, Darrell Henderson, Anthony Miller, Jordan Howard, Bills defense, Darius Geis, Tom Brady, Hunter or Henry Ruggs, G.K. Dobbins, Chase Edmonds, Philip Lindsay, Sony Michelle, Tevin Coleman, and Tyler Higby. Very surprising that Chase Edmonds goes ahead of a guy like Tevin Coleman, who might end up being the literal starting running back 
of the San Francisco 49ers, given they have not paid Raheem Mostert yet, and he hasn't left yet. So I don't really know what's going to be happening with him, but we'll probably know in the future. So I like Tevin Coleman a lot late in drafts. But our tight end that I wanted ended up falling to us. We may have had to have reached for him. If you play in a league with people who watch me, you're probably going to have to reach for him because I fucking literally get on my knees for Hayden Hurst. I love this guy so much. I think he has immense upside. That Atlanta Falcons team love, love, loves to use the tight end, especially Dirk Carter, their offensive coordinator. So I think we see another boom year out of the tight end there. Last year was Austin Hoop God from three. This year it is going to be Hayden Hurst since they sent Austin Hooper packing to the garbage-ass Cleveland Browns. So now it is our pick yet again. We're probably going to be looking quarterback, maybe not quarterback yet, and wait another round. Or we might be looking running back or wide receiver. So after we with Hurst, Justin Jackson can't the board, followed by Golden Tate, Preston Williams, Matt Breida, Marlon Mack, and Hunter Henry. I actually think it might be a good strategy to draft Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack. You play Marlon Mack week one, and then a couple weeks in, it's Jonathan Taylor time. I think that's what's going to be happening in Indianapolis. So now it is time to look at the running backs or wide receiver. We're probably going to go running back here before they completely fall off of a clip. Now, we did draft Alvin Kamara, so we're going to draft his handcuff in Latavius Murray. Latavius Murray in PPR leagues had 30-point game twice last season in the two games Alvin Kamara missed. So if Alvin Kamara was to go down, Latavius Murray is a locked and loaded starter, and it's very good to handcuff your running back late, especially with a guy that is going to be very, very good if that running back behind, in front of him was to get hurt, especially when you have that running back already on your team. You just let Latavius Murray burn a spot in your lineup. He just chills there all season long, so that if Alvin Kamara was to go down you're absolutely eating w's in those games when alvin if alvin kamara was to get hurt or end up getting the big rona so after our pick of latavius murray another great handcuff can't board in alexander Masson, followed by zachary moss another pick i like followed by the baltimore ravens boston scott austin hooper michael pittman tony pilot patriots defense jalen rager deshaun jackson two wide receivers for the philadelphia eagles back to back michael jordan 96 97 woo jared cook adrian peterson robbie anderson sammy Watkins, noah fant and antonio gibby gibby gibson so now we're going to go ahead and attack our quarterback before we draft our final pick of the draft in our running back or wide receiver and then we are a running back or wide receiver and then obviously we have to draft a kicker defense but we wait for the last two rounds to do that so now it's time to get our quarterback so do we want to go with what depends what kind of pick we want to go here we go with Carson Wentz who's a guy that I like but I do worry about the injuries with him we go Matthew Stafford worry about the injuries with him but I think could be great Danny Dimes who I like I like Big Ben I'm kind of moving a little bit up on Cam Newton after seeing some hype tapes from him But the hype tape shouldn't necessarily make you want to draft a guy. It just kind of influences me a little. But I get past it. I have the mental capacity to get through the video of Derrick Henry running up a fucking mountain, not wearing a shirt, because that will make people move up on him, and it might move up something else for some other people, if you know what I'm saying, because the guy... He's a good-looking guy, so <laughs> with that said, now it's time to just decide on our quarterback. I think we're going to go ahead and go with Carson Wentz here. I think that Carson Wentz will be good the first couple of weeks. I really believe in him. I do worry about the fact that the guy just gets hurt every single year, but at the end of the day, when he's healthy, he's a very good fantasy football quarterback, so I'm going to snag Mr. Carson Wentz for as my quarterback, and you might want to draft two in some leagues. If a lot of people are drafting two quarterbacks, I typically draft the second one, but normally I do not. I love Daniel Jones, but his early season schedule is absolutely a the first five seasons are going to make you saying some type of bad words because he's going to be so shit in those first couple of games. So I do worry about drafting him. So now it's time to draft Mr. Irrelevant of our team. We're going to go with Mr. Brandon Ayuk, wide receiver of the San Francisco 49ers. I understand that Debo Samuel is hurt. So this is going to move up Brandon Ayuk for those first couple of games when Debo Samuel is out. And I think Brandon Ayuk could emerge as the wide receiver one on the team. I understand that they're very run heavy, but I think Brandon Ayuk could have a great season in a San Francisco 49ers uniform. But I do worry about the wide 
wide receivers for the rookies not being as good this year due to the fact that there's no preseason and it's just trading camp. So after our pick, now it's time to get our kicker and defense. I will recap all the picks that are not kickers and defenses, though, before we make that final clip or picks. I hope you guys have enjoyed this video thus far, though. If you did, please make sure to click that subscribe button. After we click, after we drafted Brandon Ayuk, A.J. Dillon came off the board, followed by Booger McFarland's son, Booger Jr., Anthony McFarland, Darrington Evans, Devontae Freeman, who's still not on a team, defense, and then we see Rock Armstead, Rashad Penny, uh, Danny Dimes, Damian Harris, Cam Newton, a defense, Jarek McKinnon, TJ Hawkinson, Ben Roethlisberger, defense, kicker. Now we're to get our kicker and our defense. First, we're going to go for the defense and snag my favorite defense for week one, the Air, not the Arizona Cardinals, the LA Superchargers, playing up against Mr. Joseph Burrow, horsecock Joe Burrow, in his first ever NFL game without a preseason. Please make sure you understand that, and I hope they're still available and I didn't just screw the pooch here. I think I may have. I think we may have screwed the pooch here because I thought that they were available and it does not seem like they are. So let me look at the draft board real quick to make sure. You got to make sure you pay attention before you go outworldly and call the fact that you're going to draft the Chargers. They went right before us because I'm clearly fucking blind as a goddamn bat. So we're going to have to go ahead and pick a different player, but that's A-OK because we're going to go with a different defense with an OK matchup in the first week that I actually don't even know right now because I haven't looked too super deep into it. The Colts do have a solid matchup up against Gardner Minshew week one, I believe, in a game where I think maybe the Colts defense, since they're so good, will get a pick or two. So I like the Colts that week. Not necessarily love them, but I think they should be fine week one up against Godna Minshew Walk, who I actually like as a solid quarterback for the season. Marshawn Lynch just got picked, I believe, which is pretty fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, he did. I don't understand why anyone did that. After we went with Mr. The Indianapolis Colts defense, Dallas Godert came off the board, Marshawn Lynch, Justin Tucker, the fucker, Chiefs defense, Will Lutz, and Kaimi Fairbair. Now it's time to get our kicker. You close your eyes and pick a kicker because there's going to be a kicker video before the season, but you literally just pick anyone right now. It doesn't fucking matter. We're going to go with third leg Greg up against the LA Rams, a revenge game for third leg Greg. Revenge game for kickers are always very vital. My old bitch lame, but my young Hoku also just came off the board. A bunch of kickers, a bunch of defenses in the last round so no need to recap our final roster for this video we got Carson Wentz as a starting quarterback our two running backs are Alvin Kamara and CEH our wide receivers are Kenny Galladay and Robert Woods our tight end is Hayden Hurst our flex is James Conner defense kicker don't really matter our bench is comprised of David Montgomery Will Fuller Ronald Jones Mecole Hardman Latavius Murray and Brandon Ayuk let me know if you guys enjoyed that lineup let me know if you guys enjoyed the video overall down below in the comments I would really appreciate I love reading the comments I love responding back check out one of the videos on your screen I hope you guys have a great rest of your fucking day click that subscribe button i'll see you guys tomorrow with yet another heater of a video good boy